Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. The Beyond Sleep Training Podcast, a podcast dedicated to sharing real tales of how people have managed sleep in their family outside of sleep training culture. Because sleep looks different with a baby in the house. And because every family is different, there is no one-size-fits-all approach to take. I'd like to acknowledge the traditional custodians of the land on which this podcast is being recorded, the Kalkadoon people. I pay my respects to the elders of this nation and the many other nations our guests reside in from the past, present and emerging. We honour Australian Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people and the unique cultural and spiritual relationships to the land, water and seas, as well as their rich contributions to society, including the birthing and nurturing of children. Welcome back to the Beyond Sleep Training Podcast. I'm your host, Carly Grubb, and with me today is Kelly Lamont. Now, Kelly has been a member of the Beyond Sleep Training Project for a fair few years now, I believe. Yeah. Um, and, yep. Yeah, and she is coming on the show today as uh, someone who's a super experienced uh, parent and can actually bring a tale of multiples to the mix because we haven't had anyone on the show yet who can talk to us about multiples. So I've been very excited to get Kelly on. I uh, love interacting with Kelly online. Um, she's a beautiful, beautiful, gentle person to be following so um, thank you so much for joining us today, Kelly. Thank you. Nice to be here. Now, Kelly's got little people around, so you're going to hear some voices in the background, and that's actually just how things are, and that's how we get things done. So we're very grateful for you to come on with us anyway. Now, Kelly, can you start by telling us who's in your little fan? Okay. I'm just talking to this lady, Carly. You go watch plays. <laughs> um, so we have um, a seven-year-old daughter, Annabelle, um, a five-year-old um, son, Brady, and then we have not quite three-year-old twins, <laughs> Hamish, 
Hamish and Madeline, who have both come to say hi. Hi. We love a good little crash. How are you going, gorgeous? And so can you tell us, Kelly, before you had your first babe those seven years ago, yes. how did you think you were going to handle sleep with your family? Um, I don't think I even really thought about it, like most of it. Um, I have a teaching background like you, so, you know, I went into it thinking I knew what I was doing. I have a degree in children. I should be fine. Um, And I honestly didn't really think a lot about it, even though my niece is only eight months older than my eldest and she was a terrible sleeper. um, I still didn't really think a lot about it. Um, Yeah, we had the bassinet and the baby's room set up and, yeah, we went in like, like so many people do with no idea. Absolutely no idea. And so how did that turn out once she arrived? Um, she was the classic don't uh, don't want to sleep anywhere other than on you um, baby. Um, and she, we had some feeding issues, which was her biggest issue, to be honest. And once we got her feeding issues happening, she was okay. Um, and she was not a terrible sleeper. Um but she wasn't great either. She wasn't perfect. She um, slept through early, but then went terrible with her teeth. And um, we fell into co-sleeping when she was teething because that was the only way that her and I both got sleep. So (laughs) we, um, yeah, we kind of um, fell into co-sleeping and um, she slept better when she was with me. But she would also, if everything was okay, she was happy to sleep in a cot as well. So she was not terrible. Um, I'm really, really lucky that none of my babies have been terrible, terrible sleepers. So, um, yeah, we've kind of survived and not been. I I had um, my my next door neighbour um, had a baby a month after me with um, after I had Annabelle, and she her baby was a terrible sleeper. And as I said, my niece was a terrible sleeper and my nephew was even worse. So I have a lot of comparison. Um, so I know that mine aren't that bad. <laughs> they were Kept normal. Kept it in context. Kept it in yes. context for you. Yes. So, so when you say she had some feeding issues, what was going mm-hmm. on for her and what, did, like, what ended up actually helping there? Um, she had a tongue tie, um, and which we identified in hospital. Um, but as happens um we had not great support and the every nurse shift change they'd come in and tell me we'd get her feeding um and then I'd say I think we we think she has a tongue tie and they would say oh we'll get it get her feeding (laughs) and then discover that we were right um and in hindsight um we it was dealt with when she was I think four days old but I don't think it was dealt with properly Um, and she's still, she actually has had some speech issues that are linked back to that. Um, and yeah, we don't think in hindsight it was dealt with properly, but at the time we didn't know. Um, and we were relatively new to the area. We'd only moved, uh, oh, a couple of months before she was born, um, across the, across the country from WA to New South Wales. So we didn't know anyone. We didn't know where to go. Um, we were very lucky that we got an amazing child health nurse who is absolutely wonderful and really lovely, but not super knowledgeable in breastfeeding. Um, so she got us feeding with nipple shields 
and um, luckily I had no supply issues. <laughs> and so um, we didn't, we just fed, I fed her for 15 months with nipple shields and that's how we got through and she got sleeping and yeah, she just wasn't, she wasn't feeding enough to sleep deep enough in the early days. So, and she wasn't waking because she wasn't feeding enough. <laughs> so yeah. So once we got all that sorted. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Those tricky newborn days, it's like such uh-huh. a, such a battle for some people to get things rolling. I'm pleased it worked out it for is. you. And it is. Yeah. It was- it was quite anxiety inducing for me though, because we had to, we had to wake her every three hours and we had to feed her every three hours. And I don't work well with that have to, um, which is something that then applied on with the twins. Um, and yeah, so I was, I became really anxious because I was like, well, we can't go anywhere because I have to feed her in another hour and a half. So we have to run our lives around the three hourly time slots. Um, and so, yes, the, the first, once we, once we got past that, I was okay. But those first few weeks where we had to function on the three hourly time slots was just really hard. That would have been really hard. And like you say, it like brings that anxiety up. Did you have some support with you when you, like you said, you moved across the country away from everybody. Did you have anybody giving you a hand in those early days? Not really. Um, my parents came briefly, um, when they, when, well, when she was first born, um, and then, um, they went back to WA and so, yeah, not really. Um, luckily, as I said, my child health nurse was amazing. She was really lovely and she checked in on us an awful lot. Um, but yeah, we didn't have a lot of support at all. No. That makes it a bit more challenging, especially when you're trying mm-hmm. to find your feet. So you, you said that she, you said that babe was sleeping in the cot sometimes, but when mm-hmm. it was a rough patch, you were co-sleeping. Did you have information on how to make that a bit safer for you both, or did you very much fall into it accidentally? And absolutely fell into it accidentally, <laughs> absolutely. And then later on, once we kind of realised that this was going to happen regularly, we start we like researched on safe sleeping. But um, it's now definitely my first piece of advice to everybody is make sure you even if you don't think you're going to make sure you would you research safe co-sleeping because you never know when you might end up accidentally doing it that's right and the research says like 75 percent of families will do it whether yeah. they intend to or not in that first absolutely. three months with their baby so absolutely yeah, very very yep. sage advice and anybody listening along if you haven't yet hit the point where you are or have shared sleep with your baby and it can include not necessarily just in bed with you because I know that for me that was something I Mm -hmm. did not realise. The couch. Yeah, nursing Mm -hmm. chairs, the couch. And that goes for partners too, guys, like people sleeping on recliners, as sweet as it looks that that baby's sleeping on someone's chest with them sound asleep dangerous yeah. i'm sorry yeah. to say but if you can we could we'll drop links into the show notes for people to figure out how to reduce risk in their setting but really really important information kelly's just shared there so yeah, thank you definitely. <laughs> so tell us though so during this time too i'm wondering how is day sleep looking for you guys what was going on for your first love I can't really remember to be honest <laughs> um, i think she just slept on us so we kind of never really cared um yeah I wasn't super anxious about the whole sleeping in bed thing like that wasn't something you know not like yeah I was okay with her sleeping on me so I just we just did that 
Yeah. I love that. I just felt, accepted that that's what she needed at the time. Did yeah. you do anything during her contact naps or did you just use that as time to rest yourself? Were you somebody who I needed absolutely, to? Absolutely, no. Um, I think having, because we're a defense family, um, I knew that I just had to do whatever I had to, to survive. Um, and so I didn't, I was never super stressed about the house being spotless or, um, anything like that. So I kind of did what we had to just survive and just, um, yeah. I love that. that. Basically. Yeah. Did you did you know about baby wearing or anything like that at the time, or was it purely? I did um, I did my sister used um, with my with her eldest. She she used the carrier a lot. I wasn't super into it at the time. Um, I yeah, but I did know about it. Um, I didn't use it a lot to get things done, though. Um, I think you know that that first baby thing you can just rule your life around her so you know I just did when when I had five minutes I did something and I didn't really stress about it so much um I love it such a relaxed the baby attitude to thing it. definitely came in with number two so <laughs> we might actually we can probably go on to baby number two then yes. can you tell us what was it like like what was the leading oh, to welcome was baby number two yeah. He was so easy. He was everything that you want in a first baby that you don't get. Um, <laughs> he, or if you get it in the first baby, you don't in the second. Yeah. Um, we had had Annabelle's most horrific sleep period while I was pregnant with him. Um, when we discovered that she had dairy issues and that was um, upsetting her at night. Um, so we just got her back sleeping. My husband had deployed while to the Middle East <laughs> while I was pregnant with him as well. So yeah, so he came home and he was easy. He did that whole breast crawl thing and he fed so easy and he was, you know, we went in with him going, okay, so we're not going to get it the tongue tie dealt with at hospital. We'll go to um, we learnt about another lady locally in the time. We'll go to her. We had everything planned out and he was easy. <laughs> just yeah he was such an easy baby um in so many respects he would he was happy to sleep in his own bed um he the only thing was he needed to be danced to sleep so I got a great um workout every time he wanted to go <laughs> needed to go to bed so yeah he was fantastic um he fed two hourly on the clock like you could set your watch by him until he was 18 months old <laughs> So, um, and I honestly, I honestly say that's easier than Annabelle. Annabelle slept through early and then didn't and then did and then didn't and then did. Whereas Brady just was so easy because he, you just got used to it. And, you know, it was, it was, yeah, not so big, such a big deal. We still ended up co-sleeping with him. Um, he, he co-slept with us until he was three and a half <laughs> um, in bits. He would cut, sneak up to our bed, um, which by the, the time he stopped, the twins <laughs> allowed. Um, the twins were um, 10 months old, I think, when he stopped. <laughs> so sneaking up to our room. Yeah. But, yeah, he was, he was a much easier baby. But I baby wore, like, I wore him. He did most of his day naps in the carrier. Um, he's a really snuggly baby, so he loved he loved that baby wearing the background noise is loud. <laughs> it's no worries at all. And 
I, I do love though, like when you're describing an easy baby, it's also the kind of baby that can be a baby that people stress about if they're not sure about what's normal. So, you know, the fact that he was snuggly, lots of contact snacks and you know, waking yeah. too early for feeds and yeah. um, all of those things and needing to be danced to sleep, like, yeah. you know, easy but only you can realize that that's what you you can be expecting from a babe and be okay hey gorgeous um, yeah and he was i think because he was just he was happy and he he was happy and he yeah he just um I think especially after having Annabelle like she had a really bad period um not long before he was born as I said like it was just <laughs> off you go just like we won't keep mum too long I promise sweetie uh, he was just yeah like she had been she'd had a really tough time with dairy dairy waking her during the night um and really quite extreme um separation anxiety and so to go from that to this baby that was just happy to sleep was not such a big deal yeah yeah. So when you found out you were pregnant with twins, uh-huh. what was what was going through your mind in terms of what you thought you were going to need to do to manage sleep? Because you knew what babies were like by yeah. this point. So what yeah, did you well, do? Um, we so we went into the twins knowing that um, we would have to just do whatever it was to get me the most sleep. Um, we have the added trickiness of the fact that my husband um because he is uh defense and he he is not a pilot but he's flying he has to have a certain amount of sleep sometimes so we knew that whatever we did we had to maximize our sleep um and he's like he's never done the night times because i just feed them overnight (laughs) so he can't do much anyway but with the twins he had to to start with, um, which was a new experience for us. Um, for him in particular, a very new experience because he didn't. There you go. He hadn't done very much night waking at all. Um, so we set up a sidecar cot um, next to our bed. Okay. We rearranged, we rearranged our bedroom, um, which isn't very big as it is, and we put a cot next to our bed and it was life-changing um to the extent that even he said to me um why didn't we do this with the older two um to which I said because you wouldn't have let me um (laughs) but yeah it was honestly changes it (laughs) well that's it we just were in this whatever we'll do we'll do whatever we have to um we knew that co-sleeping gets us the most sleep so we um just went straight to that so from day one that the twins came home they have had been have been um right next to me which means that um the worst that I had to do was roll over to deal with them so (laughs) it's so important though like minimizing that fatigue that's involved Mm -hmm. in in that nighttime Mm -hmm. it's so crucial to your well-being it is. It is. I mean, we, so when we when they were born, 
um, our eldest had just started preschool. Um, so we had preschool runs to do. They had the big two had swimming lessons and gymnastics and we had, we couldn't just stay home. We couldn't just stay home and do nothing for forever. We had to function as a family. So we did, you know, we, we maximized the sleep and we, um, you know, I'd go to bed early if I had to, but generally just having them next to me meant that, yeah, like I could roll over. I had um, nappies and wipes right next to me as well. So I could grab those, change, change nappies, feed them and put them back down again. And it, it was, yeah, made life so much easier. Brilliant. And so with your older two at that point, were they still needing like people at night time and like what, how were you managing that? Um, so my oldest wasn't, um, she's a very deep sleeper. So she was, she was by that stage, she was pretty good. Um, but yeah, number two child, he was, he was, we called him the sleep ninja, uh, because he would, he would just sneak up. We had the twins both, uh, side by side cause they sleep better. They've always slept better together. Um, so they were side by side in the cot and he would sneak in at some point during the night and end up in between my husband and I, and we wouldn't even notice because <laughs> he was he asleep. Yeah. yeah. And we'd wake up and we'd be like, Oh, he's here. <laughs> okay. Hi. Um, and it wasn't until my husband said to me, um, that he needs to really stay in his own bed. And I said, well, I'm not putting him back in there. I just want to sleep. Like, <laughs> yeah. It's like, well, you can take him. And yeah, exactly that. If you want him out of our bed, you can take him back to bed, buddy. Um, and yeah. it took us like a week of putting him back in his bed and he, he was fine after that. Um, but yeah, my husband's always like once, once babies come, he's dealt with the nighttime wakings, but because, because he's away so much, they don't want him as well. Yeah. So we've quite regularly, I've had to not so much with once the twins came, but with um, Brady, when Annabelle, when they were little, um, I've had to do the Annabelle wakings as well. Cause she didn't want dad. She wanted mum, and it's easier and quicker to just deal with it than deal with a fight at 2am over which parent. <laughs> Absolutely. And I, I think that's something for people listening along too. Like for some families, it really mm. is worth the push to be able to get yeah. both of you able yeah. to do it. But for some other families, yeah. it was actually the same for us by and large. It like, if it was going to be a battle, all yep. it did was mean we there was more people in the house not sleeping. Uh, and yep. to, to us, that was not okay. Like what we no. all needed was sleep. So at yep. the moment, like it works better for my husband to go into our second guy when he has a nightmare yep. and whatnot. But for the longest time, that just wasn't on yep. the cards. And it's yep. okay for families just to yep. roll with that. And it won't yep. always be like that. But no, that's it. But if it is for now, then if that works, if that gets you sleep, don't like. Yeah. Just don't worry about it. about it. And I don't know about you, you're probably because you're you like, but anytime I have actually needed to be away, the kids have been fine with dad. It's only yeah. if the both of us are there and they could have either either. That is yeah. the thing. They're fine yeah. with daddy yeah. otherwise. Um, I haven't I, I haven't tested mine overnight ever, but yeah, during the day they've all been generally okay. We've had a little bit of pa- a little a few little patches where they haven't been at all. Um number four child she um is a COVID toddler and for ages didn't like people at all so she had lots of issues separating from me um and Annabelle went through a little bit of a stage as well but yeah otherwise 
they've been generally fine to stay with dad during the day. It's just not necessarily at night. But nighttime's very vulnerable. Like they, you know, everyone's tired and it's yeah. it's a extra sensitive time, I think, for little people. Absolutely. And Absolutely. they don't necessarily have that space to be like, yeah. oh yeah, I'll be fine with whoever. It's like, no, I just want mum. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Mum yeah. does the night and, and in our house, you know, because he's been he he's been away for so much of their lives, in our house, mum does the night times. Like mum does mum does it all. So they just are used to mum doing it all and you know, just yeah, function. We all function that way, so that's normal for us. That's that's your reality. That's your yeah. family's dynamic. And yeah. I think that's really important for people to understand yeah. too, because it's yeah. that you yeah, you work with what you've got, you work with yeah. the situations that you're yeah. in the support that you have available and this is obviously what worked for you guys. And I think too, it's important to remember that just because everyone tells you that, that you need to get to a point where like in the multiples community, it's very pushy that you need to get someone else to be able to settle your babies to sleep. And I mean, for us, that was just never something that happened. Um, You know, we've never had anyone else here enough to learn to, settle them and my husband's been away so much that he he could in the early days when they were newborns but once they got past that stage he's not been able to settle them to sleep either but it just doesn't matter like for us it's not like I've had to leave them I haven't had to leave them I don't choose to leave them um so yes it's more work on me perhaps but um you know, he cooks dinner every night because um, Annabelle used to cluster feed during that dinner time, cooking time. And so he cooks dinner every night because that's just the habit we've fallen into. So, yes, I've had to feed her and put her to bed, but he does something else yeah. instead. It. So it's, it, yeah, as much as it, it falls on me to get her to sleep, he just does something else. So it's not a big deal and it's work, it works for us and it doesn't matter Everyone says you have to, but you don't. <laughs> if it doesn't work for you, if it doesn't work for you and your family, don't worry about it. Just That's do what works. It's exactly the whole point, isn't it? Like it's, yep. it's literally you're the one who's doing it. You're the one who's living it. And yep. you can only ever make decisions based on what's working for you and your little ones. And that's so changing too. Like over the years and whatnot, things are always in a state of flux. So it's not like anything's going to be this way forever. That's exactly it. And that's, we went into the twins with that exact thought is that it is just a stage. You know, we knew that we knew that they wouldn't sleep with us forever because the other two didn't. And we knew that they like, we wouldn't, I wouldn't breastfeed them for forever because the other two had stopped. And we knew, you know, we, all of these things that we knew that people tell you are bad habits. We knew they weren't because we'd been there, done that. And our older two had already outgrown those things. And so, you know, we could, we we went in and we were like, right, you're having dummies. Breastfeeding. I'm feeding you to sleep. I still feed them to sleep. They're almost three. They're three in April. And I'm still. You legend. Well done. It's the easiest. <laughs> it's the easiest option. <laughs> when there's two of them, it's the easiest option. <laughs> so it's you know, but impressive. But still, mate. <laughs> well, I mean, part of it now is that I I've kept feeding because of because of the virus. I'm aware that all of the good stuff that they get from it as well. So I'm slightly reluctant to wean them 
while it's around. But um, it's honestly the easiest, quickest way to get them to sleep every night. <laughs> so we just it's do like it. A, it's like a superpower and, oh, uh, you know, really giving is. up the superpower, there's consequences, isn't there? So. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. I don't even want to think about what happens next. <laughs> How do I even get them to sleep? <laughs> no idea. <laughs> That's so good. Now, really quickly, because yeah. we are actually coming up to our 30 minutes and yeah. I don't want to keep you for too long, but yeah. really quickly, what on earth did you do for day sleep with twins? Just quickly. Oh, golly gee. To be honest, um, <laughs> they so their first year of life, they pretty much were dragged around to the big kids stuff. So they slept in the pram, they slept in the carrier, they slept in the car, they slept when they could. Honestly, we had no routine. We found a routine when COVID hit um, and they coincidentally dropped to one nap a day and uh, we were home all day, every day, so they could dictate life around their nap suddenly, which is the, it was the first time. It was literally they turned one in April of that year. So it was the first, <laughs> they were like 11 months old when we when they finally got to dictate their routine. Up until that point, they just slept when they could. They honestly uh, – and it's same thing. The multiples community is so pushy on routine and routine. As I said before, routine's anxiety-inducing for me. Um, because I can't, I just can't, if I feel like I'm going to be late for something, I start getting anxious about it. So they just slept when they could. They, um, they were, (laughs) they were amazing really to fit in around life. And so, yeah, I fed them to sleep if we were at home and they would sleep on our bed, um, or in, in our bed, in (laughs) the bed, um, they would sleep in the pram if we were out walking or at, gymnastics or wherever we were they'd sleep in the car in between um and if all else failed I'd put them in the carrier and they'd zonk it in there love it (laughs) there's so much flexibility in it and not as much stress because you're just all rolling along like I guess it kind of is the real case of taking sleep out of sharp focus like you had so many other things that were absolutely where your brain was at yep that I, I actually think it it's a whole lot less stressful. That was a lot less stressful for me too. Did you find that sometimes they so. were just super tired though or was sometimes. it really? Um, yeah, sometimes. I think that um, because we were quite often on the go, they they got lots of little naps and they probably never got the consolidated sleeps that they, they say they have to have, but um, they were never horrible like every now and then you'd have a bad day where they just didn't get enough sleep. But then that happens if you're at home, like that happened with my oldest when we were at home and we could dictate life around her. So, you know, everybody has bad days, like babies. included. Exactly. Exactly. And I mean, the bad days are hard, really hard when you have two demanding your attention, but um, same thing. Like if it's just, um yeah I don't know we just rolled with the flow we really we knew we knew they were bad days we knew that it would end and they would suddenly be three-year-olds and and here you are exactly exactly so yeah I think I think for us having them as our third and fourth was a blessing because we knew 
that it was just a stage and everything was just a stage and that we could wean them off dummies. We could get them out of our bed. Eventually we could survive a bad day. We could, you know, do what we needed to do. So yeah, I mean, we just took it with the, we really went with the flow and just survived. (laughs) Uh, and I think it sounds like you've done a marvellous job. I'm just looking at our time because unfortunately we're up to our 30 minutes, but I'm wondering because you've given so much wisdom to people listening along, but do you have a tip that you wish you could go back and tell yourself right back in the day? Um, I think find good support, um, the knowledgeable people, um, and don't be afraid to say that it's hard. Um but also know that it's just a stage and that it, yeah, it will end and you will survive as hard as it might feel. Beautiful. And I'm sure there's people listening along who are really appreciating hearing all of this perspective because that's exactly what you sometimes need when you're up to your neck in it is just a bit of context and perspective to bring you back. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, a baby is there only a baby for a year and it feels like a long time in the, in the moment, it feels like forever, but you blink and they're toddlers and you blink again and they're in school. And yeah, the days, the days are long, the years are short is really, yeah. The older they get, you really realize how true that really is. Awesome. And thank you so much for coming on the show, Kelly. I really appreciate your time today and dodging around little people. You did it masterfully as so many of our guests do. So thank you very much. That's okay. Uh, And for anyone listening along, if you have got multiples, we'd love to hear about how you're going. We do have mums like Kelly and other parents in the group who have got multiples. So feel free to post any of your concerns and we can help you troubleshoot and work things through because there are ways to do life like Kelly and her family beyond sleep training, whether you have multiples or not. So thank you so much for that today, Kelly. Thank you. I really hope you enjoyed the podcast today. The information we discussed was just that information only. It is not specific advice. If you take any action following something you've heard from our show today, it is important to make sure you get professional advice about your unique situation before you proceed, whether that advice be legal, financial, accounting, medical, or any other advice. Please reach out to me if you do have any questions or if there's a topic you'd really like us to be covering. And if you know somebody who'd really benefit from listening to our podcast, please be sure to pass our name along. Also check out our free peer support group, the Beyond Sleep Training Project and our wonderful website, www.littlesparklers.org. If you'd like even more from the show, you can join us as a patron on Patreon and you can find a link for that in our show notes. If listening is not really your jam, we also make sure we put full episode transcripts on our Little Sparklers website for you to also enjoy and fully captioned YouTube videos as well on our Little Sparklers channel. So thanks again for listening today. We really enjoy bringing this podcast to you. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bolin Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bolin Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bolinbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.